Welcome to podcast 2187. Enjoy the show. And don't forget to submit your blaster for inspection. Welcome to podcast 2187. We are talking about a few different things tonight, all centered around the Mandalorian because that is the center of the Star Wars universe right now, obviously. We've got to talk about chapter 9 that just came out, or episode season 2. We're going to talk a little bit about what's coming up next for chapter 10, coming out this Friday slash Thursday night, depending on where you are. Uh, but first, though, we're going to talk about something else that is a bit of a rumor or a report, however you want to say it right now. And uh, it is, it's still kind of related to the Mandalorian because we're talking about backdoor pilots and stuff, you know, kind of related to what we have so far. So, uh, Mark, right before we start, I'm going to have you kind of take the lead on this, too, because you probably know more details about it than I do. But uh, first off, how are you doing? I'm doing real good, actually. Well, I mean, I'm doing, I'm doing okay. We'll see. I've, I've got some wood. You want me to knock on it for you? Yes, please. Okay. All right. More to talk about next week. And when you said that initially, that scared me for a second. <laughs> but well. I didn't know what kind of podcast this was. <laughs> um, but yeah, I said potential life changes coming on. So we'll see. I am in my third week uh, of. Uh, my bachelor's degree, though. So. Nice. Started, yeah, started that up. Should be take two years to get a degree. So, and and how's I mean, it going so far? It's one of those. Um, I don't know if they had it in regular school. So I'm in I'm in online schooling. Right. Uh, and you have to take these specific courses that are you know from your college, I guess. Right. And so th- this one's uh, uh, how to research on the internet in a way right and basically like i had to watch this it's like so the i know i'm I'm muttering but this week was watch a video which was a ted talk about uh basically internet bubbles and it it was it was an interesting idea it was 2011 this guy was warning us about this about how you know he was liberal and uh, he had conservative friends and then all of a sudden he noticed that I don't really see anything from my conservative friends anymore. Why? And it was because his search engines and algorithms and all that were saying, well, you clearly like, you yeah. clearly like, you know, reading stuff from, from your liberal, from the liberal side, because you click on it more. So we're just going to start showing you that. Right. And so his concern was, how am I supposed to know what other people think and feel if all I am is bombarded or, or, you know, all that's showing me, all I'm seeing is stuff that I agree with. I don't ever right. get challenged on viewpoints. I was like, wow, that's pretty, that's pretty interesting. This is 2011 that this guy's warning well, of it. And I, now I, you, you see that we're just this divided sort of, you know, world or, or you, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, and because that's a big thing right now too, is with with social medias and these kinds of places, where you've got groups of people who tend to, <clears throat> excuse me, um, you got people who uh, don't really mix their ideologies too much, and then when they do, it's each side just trying to roast the other basically, and with no improvements being made in the process. So, well, you yeah, you've got you've got that, but then you've also got the added anon uh, anon. Oh. Anonymity. 
thank you. Good <laughs> yeah, lord. <yeah. laughs> you've got that going for it. So you've already got people yeah. who aren't seeing the other side, and then they're just like, uh, oh, let me just, you know, be a troll. And and this isn't just politics. This is, you know, this is even what we're seeing with, with fan communities to where... Yeah, even in Star Wars fans yeah. circle. Oh, the Last Jedi versus uh, the prequels versus the originals and all this kind of stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's just... Well, it's, I, it's I was going to say, we, we know these things, but what I was going to say is that I, I find it interesting what you said about like the algorithms and stuff like that, because I hadn't really thought of it yet in that context of how information is being presented to us based off of that element. I hadn't really thought about that yet. Yeah, I hadn't either. I mean, I had always talked about, you know, internet echo chambers and all that, and, and people tend to sort of, uh, uh, what is it, uh, you know, they hang in their own in their own communities. I mean, I want to learn about Star Wars and, and Game of Thrones. That's what I like. I don't really want to see things from, you know, I like Harry Potter, but I don't really care. Right. So you want to see what it is that you like and you agree with and, and, and that's your day. But now more and more, that's the only thing that you're fed. And I think specifically with politics is that the only, if you're, being fed through algorithm algorithms just people that agree with you the only time that you see the other side is the commentary of the other side by people you agree with so you you never really experience it for your own like you know uh it, it, if, if you're if you yeah i mean if if you're a liberal you're more likely to see you know like a colbert or or you know uh, you're li- liable to see people that you agree with common on the other side and vice versa so it's just one of those interesting things i honestly truly wonder if if that's why we are where we are because we just don't see each other anymore i, I mean it's, it's interesting to think about because i mean we obviously are in a position i mean you know we, we were leading into this election saying it's the most important one in american history and both sides were saying that and both sides were very strongly pulled to their side, for the most part. And it's just, as you said, I mean, we, we talk about how nationally, I mean, we have international listeners. Everybody can tell we are here in America, United States of America here. Um, and we, it is very divisive. We're kind of used to it. So it doesn't seem like we're, we're about to walk off the edge of a cliff because we're used to getting to being divisive and being divided. But it just keeps getting worse and worse, it seems. So it's important to acknowledge these things that we're talking about with this and just to be aware of it. And just any time, I'm not that this is going to fix it, listening to this conversation, but just being aware of these types of things to put in the back of your head saying, hey, you know, just to be aware of it, see that this type of stuff is going on. It doesn't hurt. And it may be helpful in small doses to start pushing things back to the right direction. That that's not the rumor that we were going to be talking about, though, with the <laughs> backdoor pilot with Mandalorian and stuff like that. So, I kind of again, I feel like you know more details about that than I do. So, I kind of want to give you a second to explain to everybody what's going can on. I, with can, that. I, can I? Can I? Uh, can I? Uh, what's it called? Digress for a second. Yeah, sure. So I had sent something to my son earlier today, where, where it was most popular Thanksgiving side dishes, and uh, you know. My favorite side dish and my son's favorite side dish has always been green bean casserole, right? Uh-huh. So that's so happens to be the number one side dish for Idaho, which we're living in now. So I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, but so he just sends me this message back, and I completely forgot I sent it to him. And, and his text that I just received when I'm talking to you is, "What what the hell is Maine doing?" 
And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I started Google, Googling Maine when you're talking to me, going, what's going on with Maine? And so I realized that he's telling me that Maine's most popular side dish, right, uh-huh. is side salad. What? Yeah, I don't understand it either. What's Thanksgiving about that? I don't know. I don't know. Come on, and, Maine. And Tim, if if I'm reading it correctly, you're part of Swath, right? Okay. A, a, ser- a series of maybe one, two, three, four, five, six, seven states, six states that just believe the greatest side dish is what, Tim? Side dish for Thanksgiving. Uh, like what I think people out here would say or what I would say? What would people in your area say? Huh. Um, I I feel like I would be disappointed if this is true, but for some reason I want to say mac and cheese. Oh, you're so right. Uh, <laughs> disappointed. I'm gonna say this thing though, but yeah, you're just your your side of the country is just mac and cheese. And it's interesting because people because people have dressing right, and then other people have stuffing, right. and then other people have bread stuffing in particular. And then I, I don't even know what state that is, but that one state's just deviled eggs. See, and I'm I'm kind of eclectic with how we do Thanksgiving because I did not know until a few years ago how a large part of it is regional with, with like what you uh, traditionally what you would eat and stuff True. like that. True. I didn't know that until a few years ago, and I'm kind of all over the place because uh, both of my parents are military families who grew up in multiple states and picked up different traditions of things along the way. So I've got all kinds of crap together to make Thanksgiving. So it's just kind of foreign to me, this idea that you have like a main, like, like slight salads is a main thing. And I'm like, what? Okay. That doesn't make sense to me, but whatever. Good for you. But it's just weird that you have like a particular side dish that's big for you for Thanksgiving. I don't know. Well, and then, and then also, you know, for our audience, if, if you're a new listener, we used to talk about, Wegmans all Wegmans. the time. All the time. <laughs> and, they're, and they're Thanksgiving, so this is really not that far off the course. I realize we've probably been recording for, what, 15 minutes and haven't talked about Star Wars yet? <laughs> That's Maybe what we should we just do. take the whole beginning and just plop it onto the end. Um, but anyways, okay, so Boba Fett, right? Yeah. Uh, here's the rumor. So Mandalorian Season 3 has not been picked up yet, though they're working on it. Everybody knows it's going to happen. It's in uh, development, but not any type of production. Yeah, not any official like announcement, even that there's a season three, I believe. Uh-huh. Um, and so the suggestion was they thought that it might be filming this week, or, or and then other stories heard that it's filming in, in a couple months. Um, this was deadline, I think, that that broke the story. But then suddenly there was an update in the story that they're actually hearing that what's filming this week is a Boba Fett miniseries. And then the same people will come back in a couple months or a month or so to start working on Mandalorian. Which, you know, uh, I'm down for that rumor. Uh-huh. It brings up a lot of questions on what's going to happen this season. You know, because just starting off, uh, they almost, I'll just... I guess we can talk about this rumor plus the beginning of, of this new episode, right? Sure. Well, because they focused a lot on Boba Fett's armor in the flashback. Yes. 
And then when you start, there's a lot of like, you know, what they would call money shots of, of the helmet and the armor and that he's always carrying it with them. And that, you know, it, it's one of those things that they're constantly focusing on. So my thought was, are they going, are we going to get into Boba Fett already? And no, I mean, it didn't happen, obviously. But the question is, is this season going to lead into that? Or is it, is Boba Fett maybe, uh, how do you describe it? Maybe Boba Fett happens like immediately after the last episode and we learn what happened to him, where he's been, where he's going, and that maybe his season ends where the season of Mandalorian would begin, season three. Does that make sense? How, I mean, how much Boba Fett do you think is left in this season of The Mandalorian in total? I don't know. But see, that's the thing. I, I really don't know. I mean, they could do a lot with it. But again, I'm just wondering if maybe they just leave it for that story of what Boba Fett's doing on his own miniseries. And then they kind of come together in the beginning of season three. So I, I I don't know. I I think there could be a lot of Boba Fett left, but it depends on where you want to start his miniseries. Does that make sense? It does. I just, I don't know why. I get the feeling that there isn't going to be a whole lot. Like, they, it, it was such a big tease and kind of a cliffhanger at the end of Chapter 9. Of course, having Timur Morrison there. I mean, I feel like he's just going to be in one other episode, though. And it might be a big, fun one, and it'll be great to have him in it but I don't think it's going to have a bigger presence in the rest of this season other than one more episode. And that may be a good uh, segue or backdrop pilot or whatever <coughs> to uh, his own type of series. Yeah, but, I, but what I'm saying is I wonder if you really need it. Well, I mean, I, I feel like it's just it's formula at this point. Sure, it's formula, but they've still got a, a lot of other things to, to resolve. So let's say, for example... Um, it ends. Let's say the it ends. Let's say with with Boba Fett finding him, right? Uh huh. But what if let's say that's episode eight, sort of the cliffhanger at the end is Boba Fett finds him, and then you have the Boba Fett miniseries, right? And that Boba Fett miniseries ends with him finding the Mandalorian, and then. Episode one of season three is what happens next. Be really, it, it would be interesting to have them be like like sister series, right? You know? It could, it could, and then it splits off on its own. I don't know. Well, and and this is also because I hadn't really thought about this yet, but that you kind of brought up a good point too. Just by nature of what you were saying, we would be getting the Boba Fett series or the start of that before season three of the Mandalorian, which again makes sense because they're not even filming that yet. So it would come first, but that would mean that we're going to be getting it within a year. Yeah. Which I hadn't, I didn't think about that part of it though, but yeah, that would be all things considered really soon. Well, now that I started to think about it, I'm going to take away everything I said. (laughs) Well, why would you, why would you have a Boba Fett series without, the armor. I mean, why not? I don't know. Or maybe, maybe, maybe it's bookended with a lot of different flashbacks on what he's been in his life, so we get to learn a little bit more about him. That might be interesting. 
Or, I mean, let's just say he gets it. Um, I mean, we may get Boba Fett before we get... If Bo- if the rumor's true, we might get Boba Fett before we even get Obi-Wan or Cassian. Well, that is true. But also, let's not forget that there's the rumor that Boba Fett may have already had the armor potentially because of the boots in Season 1 that people are thinking that may have been him and not Cobb Vanth. We don't know the answer yeah. to that yet, but... Yeah, I don't know. This, show, this show's doing a number on me. <laughs> Which is great. It gives us something to talk about <laughs> each week. So, um, Yeah. All right. So, speaking of talking about that each week, we have a new episode of The Mandalorian to discuss, which is called Chapter 9 or Season 2, Episode 2. And uh, how would you d- describe this episode? N- not what happened in it, but just like what type of it was it do you think? Goofy. Because like I saw... Not, no, not in a bad way at all, though. Yeah, but, yeah it was goofy. Looks like I saw a poll on Twitter and it was asking if the people thought of it as a just a, a good fun story, if it was a filler episode, which I the way I read the poll it kind of had a negative con- uh, connotation to it, uh, or if it was uh, if, if it did drive the plot forward or that kind of question. Uh, personally, I did think it was kind of a filler episode, but I didn't think that's a problem. I mean, pretty much every TV series in existence ever has filler episodes it's how it works i don't really have a problem with that as long as it's not boring and, and i thought this was fine uh, it was good it was fun it, it wasn't uh, between the two i liked the first episode better of course because that was amazing and this was just really good but i don't know i thought it was fine and i'm looking really forward looking looking really forward wow i'm really looking forward to what we have coming up next because again it's a relatively short season with the amount of things it seems like they want to do with it so we're going to really get moving with some stuff here yeah but okay so for fillers right i mean i've complained about this before and i think it all the it's hard to say so so one of the best episodes of last season was a filler in my opinion uh the the jailbreak episode oh yeah Absolutely, hundred percent yeah. filler. Yeah, you could jettison that episode, and it wouldn't hurt a thing. Uh, you could almost jettison the Omera episode, except for the introduction of uh, Cara Dune. Yeah, but otherwise, filler. Yeah. What else? What other filler episodes do we have? Well, I mean, first first three are needed, last two are needed, so that's three, four, five. Those two in the middle are six, seven. I'm missing one. I'm missing one somewhere. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> but but see, you don't remember, so you know, there's a lot of filler. Epi- <laughs> there's a lot of filler episodes. But then you look at you look at the uh, oh the the gunslinger episode filler. Huh? The gunslinger episode. Yeah, which is that? The, the one with Toro Calican. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's filler. The one I was just talking about, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's filler. So th- those three episodes are technically filler. But the cool thing about this episode was that it brought back stuff from the jailbreak episode. It brought back, you know, uh, the reference to uh, him being wanted quote unquote by the New Republic. You know, it, it brought back Dave Filoni's X Wing pilot from that episode. Yeah. 
Name so even cool. filler, ep- yeah, even filler episodes may come forward, but but well, and then, well, not just that though, but especially with early on in the series, especially it's like the first season, like what we were just talking about, and even with this one, we're still relatively early in the series here. It's hard for me to define episodes as filler because even if they don't drive the main plot forward, that doesn't necessarily inherently make them a filler, and when a series is young and developing, it's establishing the world that the main story is taking place in. So it doesn't have to be a filler if it's giving you context of the setting. Right, right. And also, you don't know what's being set up for the next episode. So yeah, if we start the next episode and the Razor Crest is like, fit, fit spot, perfect shape, everything's good, then okay, why go through the trouble to beat the crap out of that thing? Right, because well, like for example, the next episode we're about to get into, um, we'll discuss this in a little bit later, or, or I can't speak today, we'll discuss this a little bit later, uh, but it does seem like it is going to lend more toward the main plot of it, however, it starts as a follow-up to the episode that just finished, so it may not necessarily be a filler as much as a transition between plot points. Well, and, and then here and here's the question. So, so I'm thinking. I thought it was going to be this week, but I'm thinking the next episode may be the the water one. It definitely, it is. And people had asked or commented. I think you, you and I even talked about it. It's like, why are you on a boat when you have the razor crest? Yep. So, <laughs> I think we may have our answer possibly. So then it doesn't become so filler. You know what I mean? Yeah. There you go. It's done. Podcast <laughs> is over. Hey, well, and yeah. now I do I do have to ask you, too. Uh, there are two takeaways from what I've seen on various social medias and, you know, uh, uh, forum posts or whatever fan reactions to this episode, there are two main takeaways from it that I've gotten. One being people either having an issue or not with the child eating the eggs. And then two... Oh, so stupid. And then two being the Ralph McQuarrie spider things. What did you think of both of those things? First of all, you know I'm a huge fan of giant monsters. Yes. So that was amazing. I loved (laughs) it. Um... I loved that. Actually, I loved everything about the episode. You know, we get to go back to the cantina again. I'm going to start a little early. So we get to see the cantina again. And then we start uh-huh. getting Dr. The guy's name's Dr. Mandible. Yeah. The Yeah, it's like. Which, okay. Oh, yeah. By the way, this episode was directed by Peyton Reed. Yes. And we get an ant in yeah. the episode. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. You start to if, think about, if anybody's real quick, if anybody's not familiar, by the way, because Peyton Reed is the director of Ant Man. Okay, moving on. Um, you get you know, as as a kid, you're like, ooh, look, Walrus Man and Hammerhead, and it's Greedo, and all these things. Probably as you get older, are stupid. <laughs> Possi- possibly, you know what I mean? They could. They could. There's a giant, you know, in certain shots, I think there's a giant praying mantis in, in, in the cantina, or maybe that was just the production photos, but either way, you know, you have to take this world with a grain of salt. And so we've got a giant ant or insect-like creature named Dr. Mandible. Uh, <laughs> and, and 
there's a frog lady that has to be transported to her home planet to make sure her eggs are safe. And she talks in frog. And so it's like, okay, you can sit there and say that's goofy if you want, but tons of Star Wars is goofy. It's what makes it so good. There's serious elements. There's crazy elements. And to me, this is what I loved about everything. Um, And and I especially like the interaction between uh, the child. I'm I'm going to try and say the child, not Baby Yoda. But between the child and Mandalorian, it was just nice to see these little moments of of him caring and then their sleeping quarters and, and how they sleep and and it was just you know it was it was it was really good. He's turning into more of a parent. He is. He definitely is. He actually care. You know, he cares about this child. Yeah. Uh, as far as the egg controversy, it's dumb controversy. <laughs> Don't need to say anymore. I think, so, so I think you gave your opinion. She was taking these eggs to um, her home world so that her husband can fertilize them. Is that what it was? I don't remember if, if they were going to do that or if he already did and that they were just like the last chance or something like that. But yeah, I, I just remember that it was like a, a last chance for our breed or something like that. Right. I'm assuming she has these eggs. She's taking them someplace so that he has a place ready and he can fertilize them. That's what I'm assuming. Okay. That they're not, they're not, you know, that basically they're eggs. Right. They're eggs that we eat every day sometimes from some people. You make omelets out of it. You <laughs> use it in recipes. <laughs> if she was a giant chicken, right, and she carried around, you know, a dozen grade A eggs on her backpack, and she was trying to get it to a farm where her her rooster was waiting or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the child kept eating these raw eggs. People wouldn't be offended. Well, Instead, I thinking... saw, well, I saw some guy going, how are we cool with um, Baby Yoda eating an immigrant woman's eggs? Shut up. It is well... Star Wars. Like I said, I, I would have, I, I, I do have to admit, I'm a little disappointed that we don't have, I mean, I'll say, we don't have Baby Yoda eating an egg and then doing like the Rocky pose with the music starting. That's what I want. Oh, you know. <laughs> <sighs> I like Rocky. <laughs> Where, where's, the, where's the music this episode? Speaking of uh, uh, oh, yeah. Rocky, Creed, Goranson, oh, where, where, oh. why, why aren't we getting the soundtrack? I don't know, because I was wondering about that, too. But that reminded me. I wouldn't have brought it up, but I forgot. Did you notice something with the music at one point? No. You'll have to go back and watch it. It disappeared. It is so freaking cool. No. Go back to when Dave Filoni um, and the X-Wing pilots, after they shoot all the spiders, they get back into the X-Wings and they take off, right? Okay. The music that's playing when they do that Listen to it again because he starts halfway through, so it's hard to recognize, and it's really slowed down. But he plays the resistance march. Oh, really? Yeah, it's slowed down and started at a, at an off tempo from what we're used to. But it is definitely the resistance march. You have to listen to it. It is so cool. Okay, I'll, I'll listen to it. I'm happy you said that because I I forgot to mention that. But <laughs> uh, so 
yeah. Anyway, it was good. It was fun. I mean, there's not a whole lot of potential to dive into at this point. We'll see what happens in the next episode. And again, there may be some transition here because that storyline isn't done yet. And I think it's going to pick up in episode three. That will then lead us to the next part, which is going to get us back toward the main storyline. And there are a couple of reasons I say that. But we have a synopsis again for this upcoming uh, chapter 10 uh, coming up here next. The it's brief again, just a sentence, and it says the Mandalorian braves high seas and meets unexpected allies. Oh, well, there you go. So, what's interesting to think about here, okay, unexpected allies. Huh, interesting. Do we know them already? Do we not? And something else that's come out is a rumored title. And I say rumored because my understanding is that this came off of somebody's like TV pass or something where they were able to see the description, the episode. Uh, title and apparently the same thing got the episode one the marshal was titled differently from what they saw but the last one i forget what the episode was called but the last one was correct from this thing was it the passenger or something something like that so um and yes it was correct the person's tv thing was right on getting that one right so assuming that it's right the name of this episode where they meet unexpected allies right is called the heiress. So, so, I mean, just think about that here. This, there, with context of rumors that have been going on, there are so many things that this could be, or it could be none of them. We don't know who these unexpected allies are. We don't know if we know who they are yet. They may be completely new characters. It could be Sasha Banks, for example, as a completely new character. Or, the heiress may be referring to Sasha Banks as Sabine, as has been rumored, not confirmed by anybody as far as I know, but just been rumored so far. And could be in reference to her. Some people have suggested that the heiress could be in reference to Bo-Katan. Yeah, that seems more possible. I mean, so yeah, what, what would you, how do you take that? What, what do you think is the most likely scenario we're going to get on Friday with this information? Oh, boy. <laughs> you know it, it, it all depends who Sasha Banks is to be honest yeah she may be some heiress for, to something else that we don't even know about yeah it's a completely new character very possible yeah, she could be Boba Fett's daughter for all we know although <laughs> that has also let me find that that has also been a report where is that oh yeah wait what According to Bespin Bulletin, they say that Sophie Thatcher has been cast in an unspecified role in The Mandalorian Season 3, and somebody suggested, I don't know who it was, I don't even remember where I saw this, but somebody suggested that she could be playing Boba Fett's daughter or granddaughter. Well, then, and then the other thing was that she might not have been cast for Season 3, that she's actually cast for Boba Fett. Also a very good point. I don't know. She's like super white, isn't she? Uh, well, based off the picture I'm seeing, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so he's, you know, sorry, you got to mix it up a little bit. He's not exactly, uh, uh, you know. Oh, see, so what I'm reading here says, according to Deadline, Sophie Thatcher has signed up for an unspecified role in the third season of Mandalorian, which begins filming this December. Deadline also reported that Thatcher could also be appearing in an unspecified spinoff with the most likely looking to be the Boba Fett series, which is due to begin filming at the same locations in the LA or in LA as the Mandalorian. I don't know. 
We get some good stuff. Huh. <laughs> so, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I think it's exciting for this episode because, again, we begin it. Episode three of the season. We begin following up with what happened in the end of the last one. Getting that storyline tied up. And in the process, by having to deliver uh, th- th- this the the frog lady to this location based off of what we know from the trailer seems to be the same place where he comes across Sasha Banks, whoever she is. And based off of this description, it seems to be that she is one of the unexpected allies. Cause that is plural allies. So there may be others. And based off the title, the heiress that could again imply either Sabine or Bo-Katan based off of leaks, rumors, reports that we've had for a long time. So it's pretty cool and exciting. We've got, we're at episode three of eight. So it will be about the time. If we're working with the timeline that Ahsoka's episode is episode five, two from now, that again makes sense. Because let's give Ahsoka slash Sabine, I'm sorry, Sabine slash Bo-Katan or other Mandalorians episodes three and four to lead the Mandalorian to this Jedi that they have in mind, which is Ahsoka. That's episode five. I, I mean... If you're going to have her be introduced via, again, Sabine or Katan or somebody like that, now would be about the time to start introducing them to the series. So it makes sense. I don't know what's going to happen, of course, but it matches up and makes sense. It does. And I think the only other thing that I was going to bring up for now is actually not related to The Mandalorian. Uh, hey, wait, wait. Let me just tease something. I've got an amazing cap that no other podcast probably has at this point. It'll be all over everything uh, tomorrow. As soon as we release the episode? Yeah, we have a jump on it. All right. I am waiting anxiously to hear what this is. So, just breaking, about an hour ago, apparently. Okay, all right. Is that uh, word has come out through an interview that George Lucas wanted Maul. That's what I'm going to bring up next. Oh, no, really? Yes. Okay, never mind. Go. <laughs> yeah, actually, I have the the um, part of the interview up here, but yeah, just like he said, supposedly based off of interviews, George Lucas was going to have the villain of the sequel trilogy originally be Maul, because and it makes sense following the the to- storyline of the Clone Wars, he was kind of taking over the criminal underworld, so he uses that as the basis for his villainous activity for the sequels. Uh, so let me read it here. Uh, I'm going to read this. This picture is from a book of some sort. I don't know the context, but it says. So there's, there's a, hold on. There's two books. One was released not that long ago, and they're doing a smaller version of it around Christmas time. I prayed of the smaller version, like 25 bucks for 500 pages. It's all about <laughs> the making of the original trilogy. Nice. So this one is same guy. It's a beautiful hardcover book, but it's about the making of the prequels. And this page is from that book. So I think it's okay. Paul Duncan is the guy's name. Okay. So yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and just run through the page and, and just directly give it to you guys from the source so you can understand what is going on if you haven't seen it yourself yet. It says, Darth Maul trained a girl, Darth Talon, who was in the comic books as his apprentice. She was the new Darth Vader, and most of the action was with her. So these were the two main villains of the trilogy. Maul eventually becomes the godfather of crime in the universe because as the Empire falls, he takes over. The movies are about how Leia, 
I mean, who else is going to be the leader, is trying to build the Republic. They this still is George have... Lucas talking, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, they still have the apparatus of the Republic, but they have to get it under control from the gangsters. That was the main story. It starts out a few years after Return of the Jedi, and we establish pretty quickly that there's this underworld. There are these offshoot stormtroopers who started their own planets, and that Luke is trying to restart the Jedi. He puts the word out, so out of 100,000 Jedi, maybe 50 or 100 are left. The Jedi have to grow again from scratch, so Luke has to find two- and three-year-olds and train them. It'll be about 20 years before you have a new generation of Jedi, because, again, they're so young. By the end of the trilogy, Luke would have rebuilt much of the Jedi, and we would have the renewal of the New Republic with Leia, Senator Organa, becoming the Supreme Chancellor in charge of everything, so she ended up being the chosen one. End of the page. Boom. I mean, that's all you can say is just a boom. I think that's great. I mean, look, look, look. I, I like the sequel trilogy that we got, and I, it sucks that I feel like I have to hesitate to say what I like about other ideas, like the Colin Trevorrow script and this and all these other things, because people are going to be like, ah, you like it better. I'm not comparing I'm talking solely on the merits of this own storyline. I love it because, it I mean, it comes from George Lucas, so it makes sense, but it falls in line with the rest of what we have, the continuity of Maul taking over with Clone Wars, starting up with uh, um, working with Crimson Dawn and the uh, Black Sun and all this kind of stuff. He takes over the criminal underworld. You know, but what's interesting, though, is you start reading some of the comments about this. And it, it does seem like this is pretty early on as far as what his idea was. Yeah. Um, you know, they're saying that originally Darth Talon uh, was the one who was going to seduce Ben to the dark side. And, you know, I think there's even some, I think there's even some art in one of the books of a like Twi'lek or, or some type of uh, uh, Jedi. I mean, because um, I think Darth Talon was a Twi'lek, right? Yes. I think there's there's concept art of, of a of a Sith like that. You know, yeah. and, and and so it it definitely this was a, black. Yeah, this is definitely a Genesis idea, you know. And a lot of this also sounds like he could have plucked it from his underworld stories that he was gonna do. Yeah. Well and there are other uh uh drafts or, or revisions to come from this too, to where supposedly uh, before he handed off his ideas to Disney, when that all went down, he had developed it a little bit. So it was still Darth Talon, but that she was going to seduce Ben or whoever, that whatever the name of Han and Leia's kid was, to the dark side instead of Snoke. It would be Darth Talon to do that. Yep. I'm really curious about... I, this is why you want a sort of unfiltered making of. I don't care, you know... Uh... This is cool to me. I'm not angry that we didn't get this. I would have liked to see it. But I also would have yeah. liked to see Colin Trevorrow's. And I'd like to see, you know, I, I, I joke about, you know, Ryan Johnson. I would have liked to see how he would have ended the trilogy. Yeah. You know, I, I like these sort of what ifs. And, no, I love it. Because the same thing, I, I want, I'm curious what JJ's episode eight would have been like. Just as much right. as, yeah, I mean, I'll, Ryan's I'll nine wanna... and George's all three. Like, yeah, I wanna, I'm curious on all of these. Yeah, I think I think it's great to see things like that from like sort of a historical perspective, and also to see how George Lucas himself would have changed this to the next to the next. You know, because we've also heard that the focus of 
the three, the trilogy, George Lucas said was that it was about midichlorians and the wills yeah. and deep diving into that. And so, okay, yeah. that's not what's written here. Right. So how do they meet? You know, how do they join together? And then if this was truly the beginning where it takes a few years after Jedi, what would the plan have been? Because, you know, even after the prequels, Mark Hamill's too old to film anything a couple years after Jedi. Yeah. And it looks like this this would have been one of the longest spanning uh, trilogies. Yeah, because 20 by years. The, yeah. So it would have been interesting to see. It, it definitely would have. And just to like go again, go back to your point about the what ifs, like I'm, I love the stories and I love the possibilities of what can happen with these stories. So even if I'm curious about what could have happened, that doesn't mean I would have made that decision. So for example, having Dave Filoni be in charge of the sequel trilogy, that's probably not the decision I would have made as Disney making the decisions, but I am still interested to see what that would be like as well. That, right, right. That's what was so cool to me about all of the, the original EU books and all this kind of stuff. I've said this before. Uh, one of the first, uh, no, the first one, the very first one that I ever read utterly sucked. It was horrible. And I wish I could burn the book because it sucks. Um, but I still enjoyed the aspect of it, which was new story with these characters and what's going to happen. Because I don't know, because I grew up with these movies, and there really wasn't a whole lot of new to me with them. I just enjoyed the crap out of it, but it wasn't new. So having the new part of it was so exciting to me. And so anytime that we can get new storylines, new potential uh, things with the characters that we know, or, or new characters or whatever, I'm down to hear what it could be like. No, I completely agree. But I'm happy you mentioned that because that is the, the last thing I was going to bring up. So that worked out oh, and pretty then, well. And then what is it? One other thing. Uh, I think Thursday maybe? The, the Oh, no. Or maybe Saturday. So you saw the thing that I – that I you saw the mention that I did that there's the Mandalorian um, – what is it? Uh, record. Yes. Uh, and, and I think it's a Walmart exclusive. It's a picture disc. I'm assuming it's a soundtrack. Uh, or it could be a record on tape, you know, one of those old school ones, but it's something to do with Mandalorian. It's a record. Walmart's selling a bunch of different vinyls, uh, and this is one of them, and it's, it's exclusive. I've but gotten same, a couple of those from Walmart yeah. before, and they typically are, like, what I would expect, based off the others I have, like Star Wars ones, I would expect it to be one side be, like, the Mandalorian theme, and then the other side to be just a track that they thought was cool for the other side and that's it okay so it's so it's more the the 15 dollars of the picture disc um type of deal right that's what i would expect obviously i don't okay. know but that's what i'm thinking going into it now, now the other thing that they're selling that day uh and i know it's one of your favorite films but rise of skywalker you probably already own it in 4k yeah, well i have the the skywalker saga thing so yeah, yeah. me too but the 4K exclusive uh, cover to Walmart is $7.99. Yeah. Oh. Seven, $7.99. Oh. Yeah. Huh. So I'm like, $7.99? I'll buy it. Yes, that's kind of what I'm thinking too. Because I think the cover is the one where it's like one X-Wing against a ton of Star Destroyers or an X-Wing against one Star Destroyer. 
it's that poster. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just a slip case or what the situation is. But then one other thing also, it's not Star Wars, but seven ninety nine will also get you um Midway. Oh on cool. four, on 4K. And I loved that movie. You know, it's funny. I saw that with some family members. Everybody I was with thought it was amazing. I thought it was yep. pretty good. Oh, really? I, I mean, the story was fun. I don't know. There's, there's something about the production of it that didn't feel top quality to me. Like well, you seemed, noticed. Well, it seemed you, you more noticed. like a really, really good college project more than a ho- major Hollywood production to me. Possibly. I mean, it was, if, if you look at the list of uh, producers in the beginning, it's all a bunch of uh, uh, ones from China, which is kind of interesting. Oh, I didn't. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is why they put in the whole Chinese, um, you know, subplot, oh, yeah. I think. Yeah, true. That's possible. But it was good. It was good. I, I liked it a lot. I was pleasantly surprised by it. Well, but again, that's good to know because, again, I have some people I saw with thought it was amazing. So they'd like to know that too. So I think yes. the takeaway for this episode is uh, we don't have a problem with the quote-unquote filler of the last episode. It may not even nope, have to be that, but we got that. Uh, point B, looking forward to finding out who the heiress and these uh, unexpected allies are. Looking at you, Sasha Banks, for the next episode. And then number three is that you need to go back and rewatch the X-Wings taking off so you can hear the Resistance March. I will. It is so cool. I, lo- I mean, you know, obviously we like this stuff maybe more than the, slightly more than the average viewer would, but it's so cool. You got to watch it. Oh, when's that uh, expanded solo soundtrack coming out? Uh, November 20th. Uh, okay. So we still have another podcast before that. Yeah. Okay. In, in fact, actually. To that too. Uh, yeah, that'll be because that's Friday of next week. So yeah. Which, Friday of this week, my major uh, radio station, and uh, I say major, of course, there, there are multiple, but like, you know, the the main station out this area uh, is starting their Christmas music on Friday. Oh, excellent. My work already started it. Did they? I was wondering. Yep. Sure did. Well, because we have Black Friday like three times this, this month. Yeah, because it's not like on one day. They're they spreading it out over the month. Like, everybody's spreading it out over the month, right? Yeah, let me just say it's performed horribly. Really? Yeah, like we had, uh, we opened our doors early. Yeah. Five o'clock. We got security guards. Uh, five people online. Huh. And it wasn't just my story, it was multiple stores. I haven't checked other states, but within our area, in, in my area, at least my store is one of the more affluent areas, I guess. Yeah. Nah, nah, nobody. I think people are just ordering stuff online. Huh. Well, I mean, if it works, I guess that's what we're doing now, so. All the TVs sold out, though. They had, like, those, they sort of had the Walmart brand TVs, I guess. They're, like, on or something. It was 4K, you know, 50-something inches for, like, 200 bucks. It's not a bad price if you just want a TV that lasts a year or two. No, you're right. It's not. Like for that expectation, it's not. Yeah, you probably expect to get a line in it very soon, but I mean, 
I, I personally, that's not the one that I bought, but <laughs> no, no. But if you had like a garage, something or some small room to fill, it might be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're listening in Mark's local area, stop by the store and do that and say hi to him while you're there, right? Please don't. No, <laughs> don't, don't. Well, it's funny. I found I found out that uh, like my my teacher right now for this course. Yeah. She's she's from Anaheim, or oh. she's she's from Fullerton, and she cosplays as part of the five <laughs> as part of the five hundred first. And I'm like, I guarantee you, Our I know team. people. That know that know her. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't even say, and I probably do. Yeah, probably two jumps. Like I could probably just jump to Sal, and Sal knows her. Yeah. <laughs> or I could, or I could jump to Matt, and Matt knows her. Yeah. It's like the 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 smallest uh, uh, six degrees of Kevin Bacon ever. <laughs> yeah, no, it's funny because those were two of the first people I thought of too. So. Yep. Yep. So anyway. All right. Well, uh, thank you everybody for being here and for listening and getting our thoughts on all this stuff. Uh, if if you would like to contribute anything, we have our Twitter at podcast two one eight seven. We have our website podcast two one eight seven dot com. We have a phone number seven three one three hundred two one eight seven. We have an email tim at podcast two one eight seven or godzilla at podcast two one eight seven dot com. And we are on Instagram at podcast two one eight seven. And I think that's it for now. Yay. <laughs> You never know what else could happen in the future, but we have for now. So let us know what you think. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next time. Hopefully talking about Sasha Banks, whoever she is or isn't. We should hopefully know. She's a soaking daughter. (laughs) Well, I'm like, what are the odds that we go through the entire episode next week and we don't even know who she is? Pretty high. (sighs) Yeah. All right. Well, we'll know next time. We'll talk about it then. So thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll be back next time, and we'll see what's up.